0: previously on In The Moment. Katie, what you think?
1: Yeah. I don't know. You never know until you put in that position, so.
0: I know, and that's the funny thing about it is (laughs) my homeboy did ask me this one day. He was like, you do know, like, it's going to come a day where they're going to come at y'all with some contracts. They're going to have to work something out because y'all are too good. He's like, who do you really think is going to be the holdout? And I said to him, the fact that I Think, like, that my mind immediately goes to Romeo. God damn it, I knew it. Like, for real. Like, my mind <coughs> Shit. tells me Romeo is going to be the guy. That's what my mind tells me. But the fact that that seems to be such an easy choice mm-hmm. makes me think it's Katie. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when, typically in life, it's not who you think it is. Right, it's
2: the least unexpected it's person. The, yeah. it's all, life is fucking unpredictable, man. I do think Katie can fuck us it's over Katie. any day, any day for sure. Yo, she's sh- already flaked on us so many times. That's a fact. It would be nothing to her. No, she bitch. would walk away. You could give zero <laughs> fucks about my birthday. What do you? What do you? What do you mean? Yo, is it
0: you, bitch? What the no. <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I would be offended if she wasn't offended. You know, so she, what? she should what? be what offended. The fuck? It's not you. I was thinking yeah. like, yo, because every movie, people would watch this in the moment movie, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a, mo- and they would go. Romeo is going to flip in the end,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Or 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 me. Right, right, right. Or I think it definitely would be most diva. He's like definitely going to go crazy. He's going to Joe button this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being Katie. Boom. To that, you say.
1: If it ever came down to a time where it was me, like I said, you never know until you're put in that position. It wouldn't be for the fucking reasons that y'all was just listing off.
0: All right, so what would it be? What would we do? I don't know. There's a reason, though. You just said it. We ain't tell you that you looked amazing one day. Ooh. One day. Ooh. We dropped the ball. Oh. And all of a sudden, you're going to do us like this? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, she can't wait. Yep. Oh, man. How are we going to find another Katie, yo? Oh, no. We can't. Damn. Nah, Katie, you going to make us pay you more than the competitor? Yep. All right. <laughs> At least she's honest. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. <All> right? <laughs> this shit going to be called Mint by episode 130. <laughs> and some changes going to happen. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> All right, now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. And now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. Woo! This is the segment where Romeo gets excited for me to tell y'all why I might or might not be shit. All right, this might be me. Let's talk about it. It's always you. I know. What? I... I all know, yeah, listen, it's no secret. I know I'm different. Mm. I don't think like normal people. I don't understand what normal people do. I, I am my own person. I, I'm different. I accept that. I'm cool. I'd never understood talking about exes. I'll start there. It was never my game. If I meet you mm. and I'm interested in you and I'm getting to know you, I'm just not interested in anything that happened with you and your exes. Right. I don't want to know. I think it's a bit uncomfortable when I meet a woman and she's talking to me about our ex. Mm-hmm. And I know some people see it as normal. It's like, well, sometimes you're just telling your experiences. And I feel like, well, maybe there should be ways that you can tell your experiences to me without bringing up the exact experiences you had with your ex. I'm mm-hmm. just, no disrespect. I'm just not interested. It does nothing for me. I don't care. I don't care about the good times, the bad times, the in-between times. In my, in my eyes, your life started when you met me. That's fair. I am cool so far. Yeah, I wish I could be like you. Because there was one time, long time ago, where I did like this woman, but I stopped talking to her because it just felt like every conversation, her ex came up a time or two. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, overwhelming, but it was
2: just like, are you still there? One too many. It was just one too you many. You know what I'm yeah, saying?
0: Yeah. Because I don't, I don't talk about my exes. I don't. There's no disrespect to them. I, I wish them all the best, but it's just like, when I'm gone, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm creating new memories, new experiences. Like it's over. It's over. Like okay, if you ask me a specific question about one of my exes on my past relationship, then I got you. But I'm not going to just be like, "Yo, one day I was in the Bahamas," and like that's weird to me. Like, right. why do you think the new person that's interested in you cares about what you did in the Bahamas with your ex? And people that say, "Oh, well, it's a jealousy or an insecurity thing," it's like, no, I'm genuinely not interested. So I'll start there. Here's what y'all tell me if I ain't shit. I had a conversation one day. And I'm going to utilize this story because maybe there's someone else out there who's going through it and can explain it to me from a different point of view, especially you, Katie, as a woman. So put yourself in this situation because this story has just came to my mind the other day. Imagine this. You're talking to someone you used to talk to. Y'all used to be together. Cool, right? When y'all were together, For whatever reason, you could completely be at fault for it. So let's just say it's me. And I'm talking to a girl I used to talk to. Mm -hmm. We broke up because she used to always talk about other girls. For whatever reason. Right, wrong, indifferent, justified, doesn't matter. That was always the case. Mm -hmm. If we talk again and we're not together anymore, and it's just a kind of checkup conversation. Yo, how you been? Yo, I'm cool. How you been? Oh, I'm cool. What's going on with you? How's your life? I am the kind of person that if you bring up women, because that's happened, I think, a lot. And it used to happen to me where in my mind, it's like when you call me, even though we're not together anymore, somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, when does the conversation come up of what I'm doing now? Mm-hmm. Who I've dated,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where I've been, who I've, you know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, okay, I was forced to have those conversations with you when we were together right. because obviously you don't have a choice. But now that we're not together, why do I want to talk to you about other women? Why does that always have to be a topic of discussion? Why can't we just have one conversation? I'm not saying everyone, but at least one, where we don't have to discuss each other's dating lives. We can just simply talk to each other about how are you doing?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How's work? How's your family? How's your mental health? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there anything you need? Things like that. So in my mind, I'm like, At some point, I'm playing this conversation mad cool. Because at some point, I already know. It's going to come up. The main event is going to happen. So you know how you kind of waiting for that moment to the point where you almost can't even be yourself because you know that moment is going to come. So you don't even want to allow yourself to get happy. Right, right. Right. About the fact that you're talking to this person. Right. Just get it over with. Just get to it already. So the conversation flows and you kind of just going along with however it goes. And then boom. So you're dating. So if my mind immediately goes to, why does this even matter? Because if I tell you, yes, you're going to want to know. Why? How long? Where Jimmy? You know what I mean? You're going to want to know things I don't want to get into. And if I tell you no, you're going to call me a liar. Mm -hmm. Right? And then I have to explain to you why I'm lying. What's the win here? So if the answer is, no, I'm cooling. Why are you not dating? What does it matter? So here's where I wish people would be honest and say things like, it matters because I'm trying to see where you at. Where you at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I'm, you know what I mean? If I still, but if you say something to the extent of, oh, I'm just nosy. Mm. Am I wrong for feeling like I'm not having this conversation? No. We had to talk about members of the opposite sex while we were together. Why the hell we got to do it while we're not together? Why is this even in, like, in the top of your mind? Like, is that wrong to feel like I don't want to do that?
1: No, especially if you're not together, that's there's nothing wrong about it. I don't have to sit here and answer any of your questions. Like why does it matter to you? It doesn't matter to me. Let's move on from that.
2: Well, it matters to them, I think, uh from from the per- the person asking because I think that they they still have feelings for you. Mm. So they still care about you. Mhm. And so I think that they want to ask those questions because they want to see, like, do I still have a chance with this guy? Do I still have a chance with this person? You know what I mean? So, so I- in knowing that, mm-hmm. if you're the guy and mm-hmm. you're in that situation and you do know that, because
0: I know that too, right? A lot of guys don't know that. They they don't realize that sometime a woman is one up in them and she getting the information she needs. He don't even know what's happening. But when right. you're the guy who knows what's going on here, how do you approach that situation? Do you give her what she's looking for and say, I'll just...
2: I think it depends on if you care for, for what they think or not. Like, if you care about, because I do think that if you share the fact that you are dating and you're, like, out there and about, it's going to hurt their feelings because, obviously, like they're, they're asking for a fucking reason. Like, they're not just asking because they're your friends and they want to know, like, how your love life is doing and if you're happy or whatever. No, they want to know because they're nosy mm-hmm. and they want to know, like, like, yo, I was your lover and I don't want to ha- no, know, but I also want to know if you have a lover or not. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, I don't want to know, but at the same time, like, tell me. Right. So That's I, toxic. Oh, very, very. Because because it's exactly what you're saying. If you're already broken up and you're just two people who had a thing and you're just communicating and having a conversation, it is none of your business what the other person is doing. It's really not. But the toxicness in it is the fact that you're asking and you're being like, hey, so like, how's your love diet? How's your love life? How are you dating? Are you going out? So I think that, like, it's the feelings that that person still has for you. That gets them to it's like what curiosity killed the cat. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like they don't want to know the answer to it, but that curiosity to it is killing them more than anything else. So they have to ask that question as much as of how uncomfortable the answer is going to be or not. It's, I say that because I feel like I'm the type of person that would have asked that question.
0: And I'm glad I'm happy because that's what I'm trying to gain an understanding of. and and I'm And you're helping because the way my mind works, right? First of all, I respect you if you come and you say that. Like, if I do, if I'm at that place where I'm like, yo, are you dating? And she says to me, you know, she want to play the game. Well, why you want to know? Like, I would be honest because I'm trying to see where I stand. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to see. If, but if you come with the game of like, oh, I'm just nosy. I don't really care. Then don't ask. Exactly. Yeah, what yeah. is even the point? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it because what is it going to really do for me? That's what I think to myself before I ask these kind of questions. If I do ask her. Yo, you sleeping with somebody, and she says yes. What have I done for me? You hurt yourself. I, like, I, I don't even get it. And yeah. I'm the
1: type of person, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Because I was put in this situation. <laughs> Fuck. I,
0: Katie, what you, your word? Yeah. Like, when your exes be like, yo, you, what you say?
1: I, I hurt homegirls' feelings. So, like, basically, I had ran into a woman that I used to date. And when I ran into her, she wanted to catch up and chit-chat. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down to chit-chat and, you know, how's life and stuff like that. And she's like, so, have you been dating and stuff like that? I was like, yeah. um, I I did, you know, go back out here in the field and stuff. She's like, well, whoever you dated after me, did, did y'all have sex? Did y'all, like, she was, like, trying to. Oh,
2: that's to, a lot of questions. No, she was
1: asking questions. I was like, yeah, we did. What's up? Oh, you. So then she
0: gangster yo that's what i would be wanting to do so... dang but romeo you ever have it in the back of your mind like i want to tell her the truth but i might like her again in the future yeah you know what i mean. I want
2: another job <laughs> yeah it's okay, okay good, good
1: it's because this is a woman that i refuse to have sex with
2: you was done and mm. so
1: she wanted to know how i had sex with someone after her because when we were dating i didn't want to cross that line with her because i didn't think she was worthy mm. so i was basically like yeah
0: you we good. did she asked for details
1: Nah, she didn't ask for details. Because after after I told her that, then she was like, well, what did I do wrong? Then she started asking questions. Like, where did I go wrong when we were dating, stuff like that? I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Damn. Just know that, you know, it was more on a me thing type of thing. And we just mm. weren't going to
0: work. All right, so let me ask you this. Because I get excited when I come up with questions for you to, like, gain a better understanding in situations like this. What is a woman's way of asking a woman about a woman that is the equivalent to when a man wants to know too much information like what's the question men always ask that they should never fucking ask think about it romeo what's the most toxic question that men always ask (laughs)
2: you know what it is bro no i I know what it is yes you do yes you do i'm not toxic what is it yo what no what is it was his dick bigger than mine was he better
0: was he better than me that's the one you shouldn't... I have never asked that in my life because why do
2: you even want to know the answer to that? Right, right, right. No, I've never asked that in my life. Yo, but mad men asked that question. Really? Oh, my... What? Yes. I don't need to know. I,
1: I had a woman just straight up ask me. No, like, I'm,
0: what? So what's the woman equivalent?
1: I don't I don't know because I don't think this is... what is there, she asked me, I don't think there's a standard with women across the board, but she straight up asked me. So like...
0: Was it just good sex? Was it good sex? She wanted to know if her the sex with her, her was better. Than, her, was her it sex? Her tongue flick better. Like, no, I'm, like, been, like, I'm serious. I wonder if that's a thing. So there's women who
1: just ask it like straight up. Like her finger
0: work better than mine? Like, Oof. You
1: know what I mean? There's women who just ask straight up. Um, but in the scenario where that woman had asked me, for her, just asking if I had sex was enough for her because I had never crossed that line with her. So she and I had never had sex. And so her figuring out if I had sex with a woman after her was enough to crush her. Heard more,
0: yeah. Mm, and that was it. It Was done after that. Fuck, mm-hmm. right. crush like, the. Like, what feelings.
1: else? What else you gotta ask?
0: Would you, are you <laughs> crushing her feelings in that situation? Or are you holding back? I think I will hold back. I think men are programmed to lie in these situations. If okay, I said too much. <laughs> I said Katie, I went too far.
2: No, I'm leaving right. that in.
0: Nah, can't see, if she would have said it, she would have took that shit right out. Yeah, I All know right. what
2: the fuck. Yo, <laughs> fellas, I be
0: wailing. My bad. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Who's next? Note of the week. I came on here and I said it. Mm. I don't remember what episode it was, but damn it, I said it. Y'all don't be wanting to give me my credit when I'm right. But there was a day. Came on this platform. Sacrificed my entire life to tell y'all the truth. (laughs) Like I do every week. The father is here. All right. (laughs) Y'all know what I said? No. No? Married person oh, here we go. is having the best sex of their life with the person that they're married to. Mm. Y'all remember, remember this? Yeah, we do. People didn't want to accept these truths. There were a lot of people in my DMs that were telling me I was a little too loud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
0: So, if you listening to this right now, yes, you... <laughs> Cause somebody's listening going, nah, that's them. He ain't talking to me though. No. Mm-hmm. You.
2: <laughs> hey.
0: You're
2: about to crashes the car, bro. Relax. Like- <laughs> Skirt! <laughs>
0: <laughs> they mad. I want, you,
2: I want you to look at your partner in the face. Right now.
0: Right now. And say, partner. Turn to your neighbor and say, partner.
1: Bye. You're not the best sex I've ever had. All right.
0: <laughs> Come on, we're getting some true sound in these relationships tonight. Katie, what's that little sound? They be hitting in the church. You know what I'm Yo, I'm telling you. So I said this jokingly. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> because a part of me does believe that if you just follow simple logic, the majority of us are not going to marry the person we had the best sexual experience with. No, it's hard to believe. That's kind of whack. It is. When you really think about it, right? Kind of whack, yeah. I think fam, your wife married you because you had all of the qualities that she needed in a man that she wanted to
2: spend the rest of her life with. But boy, you ain't got the motion of the ocean, baby. Tyrone was dead. Hey, okay. So I came across this article
0: in the New York Post. The title is Nobody Marries Their Best Sex Ever. And it reads, This goes against the premise of every single romance novel, but you're not going to marry the best sex of your life. At least, not if you're like most women. According to a recent study, less than half of wedded women married the person who was the best sex of their lives. 52% say it was an ex. 66% say they would rather read a book, watch a movie, or take a nap than sleep with (laughs) their spouse. Amanda Chattel, a 33-year-old writer from the East Village, says, quote, With the men I've loved, the sex has been good, sometimes great, but never best. It's resulted in many orgasms and it was fun, but comparatively speaking, it didn't have that intensity that comes with the best sex. I knew the best sex partner I ever had in my life was temporary. And so the great sex was the best because the sex was the relationship. She adds, we didn't have to invest in anything else. I wrap it up with saying knowing something is in scarce supply enhances desire, and that's difficult to do in a marriage. You can't really tell your partner that you're going out for groceries and may never come back. Well, not if you want any semblance of the stability that generally defines marriages. So in other words, don't get married. Right. So,
1: here's the thing, all right? If divorces are skyrocketing through the roof, of course they're not having the best sex of their life because they're with someone they don't even want to be with in the first place. So, don't get your ass married, and you're going to still have great sex, and you're going to still stay with your partner. Do Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and you're going to have great sex and a lifetime partnership.
0: Boom. So, in other words, Katie, you just don't believe in?
1: The institution of marriage. Yes. Yes. Oh,
0: we are kidding somewhere. Oh, I agree. I mean, I've always felt this way, but y'all have, well, y'all hold up, man. I was a whole truthful womanizer for feeling this way. And now here y'all come. Now, yo, yo, this is, nah, it is me. We, we've now, learned from your shit, up. Now, We've what? Learned, we've learned from you. All right, so you don't agree with the institution of marriage either? No.
2: Since when? I never have. Marriage, marriage was cool at one point when you used to get land and power and money and like you were doing shit to like, like, you know, most successful marriages are the ones that are like, like, um, what is it called? Arranged marriages. Arranged marriages are the most successful marriages in the world.
0: Probably because at that point, you feel like you, this has to work.
2: You just have to do it. Exactly. Yeah. This whole idea of, oh, we're in love, and we're going to like fall in love, or we're going to sign a paper, and that means I love you way more than anything else. Like, no, it does not. It's not real. It's, it's not. not a reality. It yo. doesn't change anything. I've always said this. It doesn't matter. Like, you only get married when you're gaining something. And honestly, if you want to do it for tax purposes, that's a good... You're gaining something. So... Can we really talk then? Can yeah. we pod? Yeah, yeah. pod father, let's go. Let's, listen, I was
0: thinking about this to myself earlier today. You know why I think I've always been a weirdo to everybody around me? Mm. I don't feel like I'm programmed. Are people programmed?
1: Yes, society yeah. has programmed. Like people.
0: they walk around genuinely, mentally programmed off of whatever society has taught them. So much so that when you are single, people say things to you like, why? as if being single is some kind of fucking disease, when I have literally watched 90% of the men I know right now be miserable mm-hmm. in marriages. Mm-hmm. The divorce rate is 60%. Mm.
2: I'm,
0: I'm literally the guy who gets the calls from the people in these marriages and relationships and listen to them vent about how horrible it is. <laughs> we evolve every day, or at least you should. Right? Imagine how much you evolve in a decade.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine in two. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow we have walked around believing that if you do not successfully be with the same person for 40, 50 years, then you are a failure. That doesn't logically make sense to me. But people are programmed to believe that if you don't get married, have kids, have the successful
2: family, be with one person all these years, you're a failure. Well that was that's that's like I think my issue was like one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to move out from from my house like from my parents' house because I'm I'm starting to realize like yo I have my own individual thoughts I I see certain things a certain way I see love a certain way I see marriage a certain way and like for the longest time I grew up with the idea of wow my parents were like in their early 20s when they fell in love they had me they've been together for like I don't know like 20 years or some shit like that so it's like they've been together for so long To the point where it's just like I wanted to have that as well. All my cousins are literally married to their high school sweethearts till this day. You know what I mean? So it's like you're I'm surrounded by people who have been together their entire almost their entire fucking life. And so like to me, I was I almost felt like I was programmed to be to think that way. To think that that th- in that That's mindset of, of, like, I'm supposed to be in love right now. I'm supposed to be married right now. I'm supposed to have a family. I'm supposed to be looking at, like, getting a house, building a family. And, like, I'm 25 years old. I feel late as fuck. And, like, the the idea of growing up and thinking, like, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have two kids. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have two cars, two dogs. And it's like you grow up and then you realize, like, holy shit, it's different. And I think it's it's a little – it might be a little different with, like, the Latin community as well. Cause we're so like it is literally like one of my cousins could not move out of the house until she got married. Like she had to get married first in order to move out.
0: Those traditions and that that's like a, from that's them, what I'm man. saying. And
2: it's a, and it's an old school tradition from our country, where it's like you don't move out until you're married, and you, and then once you're married, you move out. And, and if you don't do that, you're not a success. You're a failure, much, pretty much. You're a bad person. Yes. That's the way we
0: are programmed, yo. And it makes zero sense when somebody finally stops and says, wait a minute.
2: Yeah. Something's wrong here. Yeah. Like, I I think I used to feel really guilty about the idea of moving out of my parents' house. Like, the thought of, like, oh, if I move out, I'm wasting my money. on like, paying somebody else's rent or whatever. But it's just like, no, I'm doing it for myself and realizing that, like, I want to become my own product and not whatever ideas they have. They had—they implemented on me and thinking, like, oh— Marriages is one thing, and, like, I have—I mean, I have people in my family who are not happy in their marriages, and they stick through it because that's all they know. Mm-hmm. They don't know the, the idea of divorce and separation and finding, like, their own true happiness. They don't know that. So they literally stuck in misery their entire fucking life because they think that we are married. We have to get through this.
0: You probably it now. Because we never want to admit that, but I know a lot of older couples who, yeah, they making it look good on paper, but in reality— they can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's been that way 20 years. But they come from a generation where that's what you did. Mm-hmm. You Make know what I'm work. saying? And a lot of women stuck it out in a lot of relationships where they should not have. And nowadays, I think the tides are turning a little bit in that I know a lot more men who are unhappy than I've ever known in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like growing up, it used to be the women.
2: Mm-hmm. Unhappy. Mm-hmm.
0: Nowadays, I'm starting to realize that there are men who are saying if I leave then I immediately become the father who's not there. I can't really be in control of what's happening with my kids. I can't really be around like I need to. I'm going to miss a lot of the moments because you can't leave with your child. Mm-hmm. So it's not talked about a lot because if we're being honest, most of the time the world don't give a shit what men go through. Right. And I try my best not to turn a lot of the podcast into a man's thing, but I do know a lot of male figures who are in situations right now where they are extremely miserable, but they are staying for their kid because they don't want their child to grow up and then they were an absent father, like what they experienced. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, that shit is, like, programmed in us to where if you are not living a certain way, something's wrong. Like, I wish I could go to a charity event that's for kids or for anyone. And I didn't have to deal with somebody pulling their phone out and telling me that this is my daughter and I feel like, yeah, we we'll would be great together. I don't want to go through that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, for real, yo. Like, like, I, like, every event I go to, this is like five or six people doing this. I promise you, I'm, like being, I'm not dying from being single. I'm fine. I'm so good. Like, I, I want to start, like, walking around with a meme That says divorce is okay
2: And then like giving it to married people Mm -hmm. Like hey look Look at what you could have
0: You know what I'm saying Because that's what it's like
2: Like what are you doing No but this is so funny to me Because I feel like This is kind of like a fear of mine Of the the idea of like being single in my 30s Mm. You know what I mean I don't know what it is You're afraid of being me But you dress like me It's weird Hey
1: Don't worry about it
0: (laughs) 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 He's home Spider-Man me
2: pew, 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 All right, well, no, no, no. because you're cooking. No, 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 but, Seriously. like, I think I've, I, for some reason, have had this thought of, damn, like, what if I were to become single, and, like, I'm closer to, like, getting in my 30s or whatever, and for some reason, I become single. Like, it's always been a fear of, like, damn, like, that feels, in my mind, like, very old to be single until I be out in the world. But I really do, like, when I analyze that situation, it really goes back to, what I'm surrounded by. And I'm surrounded by people who have been together almost their entire life. Mm. So for me, it almost feels like I'm failing at love and in a relationship when everybody around me has been with their, like, high school sweethearts. Like, literally, like, I have, like, all my cousins are literally married to their high school sweethearts. So, like, they, they've been together for 10 years plus. You know what I mean? So, like, they've grown up together and they they have, like, their families, they have their houses, they have this and that. And so it's just like, I look at, from my perspective, I'm like, holy shit, like, that is the most terrifying thought. But, it, like, there's really no fear in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I the, do. Like, there's no. I know exactly
0: what you mean, actually. There's,
2: there shouldn't be no fear, but no. for some reason Zero. I feel the fear of, like, am I going to die alone?
0: Because society will do that to you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When you no know, actuality is, like, if you think about it, technically, if you want to be technical, all of us are born alone and all of us die alone. Right? Mm-hmm. And you think of The Notebook. Great movie. Uh, and, you know, they all—you know, one died and the other one died. And it's, like, right together, together. That's a great story. In reality, that didn't always happen. And I had these same thoughts you have at some point of going into my 30s of, damn, I thought I would have the three kids, the picket fence, the whole American dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember, bro, having this thought, random-ass place one day. I'll never forget this. And older white guy, was probably in his... If I had to guess, I'd say, like, early 70s. He came up to me, and uh, he was like, man, I'm just here. You know, my wife owns the place, and every once in a while, I just come and check it out. And um, he said, you sitting over here by yourself. Why? And I was just like, I, this is kind of like what I do. You know, whenever I go out, I just be needing moments to myself. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, you remind me so much of myself. And I started talking to him, and I was like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, he was laughing, and I was like, man, I just kind of do that a lot. And he was like, do you contemplate life when you do that? And I said, all the time, sir. And he was like, well, what do you think about? And I told him, I said, my goals, my dreams, my aspirations, things I want to do, my family, da-da-da. And he was like, well, what are you afraid of? And I said, I'm not really much afraid of anything. He said, that's not true. Everybody's afraid of something. Dig deep and tell me what you're afraid of. And then I said, if I'm afraid of anything, I guess it would be like not fulfilling my purpose in this, in this world. Like, where was I supposed to have kids? Was I supposed to blah blah?" And he said, man, listen. Everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. If no one my age has ever told you that, let me be the first to. And he said, in regards to you wanting to always be alone, that's normal. He said, what everybody else experiences in this world of always needing someone to fulfill them, to complete them, that's not the normal part because you come into this world alone, you leave alone. He said, I've been married for 40-plus years he said, and I'm never leaving my wife. She's here right now. I love her, period. That'll never change. But if I'm being completely honest with you, when I look back on my life, me and my wife separated three times, and before her, I had a life. My happiest years have been when she wasn't around. Take those words and do what them what you will. And he walked away just like that.